Hey, GPSers, quick FYI, this week we are having more podcasts than we typically will in the future. Uh, The hope is once a week we'll have a podcast recapping the class highlights and a summary of what we talked about. Uh, Since we got started a couple of weeks late, I'm using this week to catch up on the first few classes that we missed. And so this week, expect a few more than usual. And then next Monday, we will be back to our weekly routine. Now on to the podcast. Hello, GPSers, and welcome back to week two of the podcast. Thanks so much for those of you who listened to the last episode, which kicked off this series that we're calling Original. Uh, And if you want to know the big picture of where we're headed for the next few months, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that episode called Origin Story. We've only had one episode so far, so it shouldn't be too hard to find. Uh, What I want to do real quick is do a brief recap of the series and then talk about what we did in class a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the, The story of Scripture is a story that shapes how we think about the world and how we think about God and how we think about ourselves. And the big focus of this series is that what we want to do is we want to focus on the beginning of that story, Genesis 1 and 2. Uh, So often we can skip over these first two chapters, and yet the conviction of this series is that what is first in this story is to be the most foundational in telling the rest of the story, that what starts at the beginning is going to be most basic about the story. And so what we're doing in this series is we're doing a deep dive into Genesis 1 and 2, and we're exploring how that beginning, those two chapters, shape how we read the rest of Scripture and how we think about our lives. And what I want to do today is going to be a bit unfamiliar, probably. It may not be something that you have done before, but it's what we did in class a couple of weeks ago, and I found it to be a really beneficial exercise. All we're going to do in this podcast today is we're going to read, or in your case, listen, to Genesis 1 and 2, read as a whole. So all I want to do is I want to start at the beginning in Genesis 1-1, and I want to read all the way until the end of Genesis 2. And the reason why I think this is a beneficial exercise is because I think that reading large chunks of Scripture can sometimes provide new and different kinds of insights than when we read small portions. And also, I think that before we do a deep dive into the individual parts of Genesis 1 and 2, it's really important for us to get a sense of the whole. And so, this podcast is going to be me reading Genesis 1 and 2. And as I read it and as you listen to it, uh, what I would encourage you to do is to consider a few questions that may benefit your reading or your listening in your case. Uh, Number one, a question that you could ponder as I'm reading through this is what is something in this two-chapter account that strikes you? Or another question for you to consider Uh, What from this reading is surprising to you? And then finally, another question that you may consider, what is the significant thing or what are some significant things that you hear in these opening 
chapters. So I want to jump into this. I want to read this, and then we'll close up by sharing a few of the reflections that were shared in class as we did this exercise together. So we're going to be starting in Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, Let there be a dome in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome. And it was so. God called the dome sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the sky be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed, and the fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to rule over the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the dome of the sky. So God created great sea monsters and every living creature that moves of every kind, with which the waters swarm, and every winged bird of every kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind, cattle and creeping things, and wild animals of the earth of every kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind and the cattle of every kind and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in His image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, 
and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And every beast of the earth and every bird of the air and everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished in all their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In that day, the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth and no herb of the field had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground. But a stream would rise from the earth and the water the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flows out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divides and becomes four branches. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Pedellum and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third tiger, the third river is Tigris, which flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to till it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it you shall die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. So out of the ground the Lord God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for the man there was not found a helper as his partner. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her into the man, and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, for out of man this one was taken. Therefore a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife, and they become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked, 
and they were not ashamed. There were these two accounts next to each other that chapter 1 focused on the large, expansive view of creation. And then the second chapter seemed more to focus specifically on humanity. Another person talked about how there was this simplicity to the story, that there was this economy of words that was used to communicate the beginnings. But there's not a lot said, but there's almost this steady, simple rhythm as you read through the opening. We talked about how it was important to understand that that these opening chapters, this act that we're calling creation, was really a confession of faith. That what's happening here is the people of God are making claims about what they believe to be true about the beginning of everything. And it should primarily be seen as that, as this confession of faith, a confession of what they believe. Another person talked about how the word good jumped out to them. That over and over there's this refrain of, and it was good, and it was good, and it was good. And the connection they made was interesting. They talked about how when they make something, how often they feel good about it. And that there's something about that feeling that they have when they see or observe something good that they've created that is them reflecting what God himself also experienced. So there's something about observing something you've created that's good that is a reflection of the image of God. Another person talked about how the word hovering jumped out to them, this word used early in the story, talking about the Spirit of God hovering over the water, this really mysterious and powerful image of God at the beginning. Another person talked about how they had never noticed that it said, let us make mankind or humankind in our image, and it intrigued them that it was a plural, our image, that God uses before he creates man and woman. Another person, maybe somewhat disappointed, uh, realized that there was work in the garden. Uh, They always thought that work was something that had happened later in the story, after the story goes off course. But it was interesting to them that work is a part of God's original intention. And then finally, uh, one individual observed, kind of looking at the whole of the story, this image of God that is presented of this God who is very, very generous. That God keeps giving and giving and creating and creating, and there's this overwhelming sense of this God that we meet at the beginning of the story who is very, very generous. And so those were some of the things that individuals shared in class, but with a little bit of time left, we also asked kind of a bonus question. And the bonus question is this. Going back to what we talked about the week before, thinking about Genesis 1 and 2 as the start of the story, 
and not starting anywhere else, even though that may be tempting, but to to start at Genesis 1 and 2, if we were to take Genesis 1 and 2 serious as the beginning of the story, then what might that lead us to believe the story will be about? If Genesis 1 and 2 were the actual place we started the story, then what might we think the rest of the story is about? If these two chapters are laying out for us what is most foundational and what is most basic, then what do these two chapters reveal about what is most foundational and basic to the story? And that's a question I want to leave you with as we continue to reflect on Genesis 1 and 2 as a whole. That as we, in this episode, consider the sweep of these two chapters, and we kind of zoom out and see them all in one big piece, what do these two chapters communicate to us about where the story of Scripture is headed? And that is where I want to end our podcast today. Uh, Next week, in the next episode, we're going to pick up right here and transition from a wide-angled view to start zooming in on some very specific parts of this opening of the story, these first two chapters, that I think are particularly significant for us in considering the entire story. I hope you have a great week. Thank you again for subscribing and for listening and for engaging. And I hope to see you next week.